Ready for the interview And if you get a cue Live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo Let's have a combo Say what you feel Be real, that's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD Hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals All right Michael, it's real pleasure to have you here today on The Social Network. How are you doing? I am doing good, thank you. Thanks for having me, Darian. Yeah. As I was just mentioning, it's a little bit of a crazy time at the moment. <laughs> we're, we're rescuing puppies left, right, and center and trying to find homes for them. So in yeah. our temporary location for the podcast, but super glad that I can make it and be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. You know, uh, I hear a lot of different stories all the time, so uh, nothing phases me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So, well, you know, I came across your story and I found, man, this is an incredible story. Um, and like I do with a lot of guests, I just like to learn and, you know, learn about your origins and because everyone has a story, a story to tell and how they got to where they are. So let's start with your story. It's hit the way back machine and learn yeah. about you. Awesome. Well, my name is Michael Thornhill. I'm co-founder of Casa Galactica in Peru a multidimensional center for healing and evolution where we work with ayahuasca and other alternative healing modalities to help people empower their healing activate their intuition and embody their truth so that's present day now let's go in the way back machine as you yeah. said so we're back to uh, growing up in north wales i'm originally from the uk and i was depressed anxious got into smoking weed uh, pretty early on uh, was drinking was really repressing emotions, didn't know how to handle emotions. My mother was ill most of my life before she passed away about six years ago. And I was really just numbing myself from the pain of existence, never thought that I'd really make it to 30 years old and just doing my best to navigate the world. Um, I studied chemistry at the University of Manchester, mainly because I was interested in chemicals and different right. substances. <laughs> and I it's kind of just like led into that. And it wasn't really for me. It was, it was really tough, man. I was just like, this is a chemistry yeah. degree. This, this is like three <laughs> years of this. It was going to be four years. I decided to do three and just left with a bachelor's. And I got into headhunting recruitment in the energy sector. We were in a recession in the UK at the time. And I just kind of got this job and it just seemed like, okay, I'll just see where this goes. And I got the taste of money. Uh, I was really successful at this job. And then that led me on a path of continuing to earn more and more money and moved to London and eventually to Berlin, firstly managing a team for another company and then eventually setting up my own renewable energy recruitment company. And even though I had the kind of money and the success and the company was still young, I was still very depressed, still heavily addicted. And then I was realizing, even though I'd taken a step back from the machine, and we're not talking about the way back machine, we're talking about the kind of corporate machine, even though I'd taken a, bit, a step back from that, it still wasn't the freedom that I was expecting. There was definitely levels of it. There was definitely work my own hours, even though that was quite strict and that was a lot of hours a week. And there was doing things more in alignment, doing renewable energy. We were giving money to charity. We were, we were, we were doing really good work. Um, but unfortunately there was still the deep wound that I wasn't aware of, which really came from the lack of unconditional love, the lack of awareness of that. A lot of the trauma in my life, uh, from sexual violent ritual abuse, which I wasn't aware of. And then also my mother's 
illness all over her life and multiple times nearly dying and having to kind of process the emotions of thinking that she was going to die. Then she's not dying, getting better. And then that happened maybe 15 times before she died over the course of, you know, 15 years. So I was, I was carrying a lot of trauma and I was self-medicating and I would say I was an expert at self-medicating and I was doing pretty good, to be honest. I was, I was functioning. I was successful. I was, you know, if you, from the outside, if you'd look at me in my life, you think, oh, this guy's got it together. And then if you kind of look on the inside, which I wasn't able to do at that time, I wasn't able to face myself, then I could really see that I was really shattered and, and, and fragmented and broken from the kind of experiences that I'd incarnated in this lifetime to experience. So kind of fast forward and I'm in Berlin um, after my mother's passed and I started to look death in the face a little bit more after seeing that experience of my mother passing away. And I decided that really, I really wanted to try and really work with these addictions and try and maybe see if there's a different way to live life. Long story short, got into meditation, met a sound healer who was doing some energy work with me had a spiritual awakening, which I was able to get in contact with my mother's spirit, which was kind of like, what the heck is this? Didn't believe any of this stuff. Thought I'd gone crazy. Thought I was just processing like trauma and I'd kind of like had a psychotic break or something. I think really the funny, the funniest thing I think is the spiritual awakening that I thought was a psychotic break. Right. But really, I think it was the rest of my life was that what, what it right. was. So <laughs> moving into that experience, then found out about ayahuasca. Uh, Amazonian plant medicine, which we work with at Casa Galactica to help people heal and evolve. And I was able to have an experience where I able to heal some of the deep wounds, see that unconditional love was at the core of the wounds of the addiction, and then really see that life that I was living was really just completely out of alignment. And in addition to the trauma that I was unaware of at the time, I was also then numbing and self-medicating from living a life that I really just didn't like. I was working 80 hours a week and then living for the weekend and then having all the money to be able to kind of numb that and go and party. I was DJing and I had friends that I would go out and partying all weekend and it was just like rinse and repeat. Right. So after having that ayahuasca experience, I was able to see that and that gave me a breathing step, a breathing space from the life that I was living and able to see it a little bit more objectively of a different perspective, seeing it through a different lens, seeing it through some, some different colored glasses, if you will. And that able, enabled me to then take some pretty drastic decisions. I went to a, well, it was quite funny. I had a, I had a, a rich, a, like a week long villa booked in Sicily in Italy for our for our team and we're just like yeah this is our first year in business we're absolutely rocking it like let's go and do this and this is like just after the ayahuasca experience so then I'd stopped drinking stopped smoking stopped with all the addictions immediately and again this is not to say that there is not more layers and levels that I had to visit but right. there was just a complete breathing space so people were at the at the party we're just kind of like doing drugs and partying and all this stuff and i was just sitting in the garden doing a singing bowl that my friend had in under the moon like doing this meditation i did listening to a meditation off youtube that i had no clue what i was doing subsequently after that trip i went back to i went, went back to the ayahuasca retreat another ayahuasca retreat to kind of go deeper with the healing and had a really the big breakthrough again. And after that decided to go to India to go and study some more spiritual traditions, because I just, I knew I was kind of just like wet behind the ears. I didn't really yeah. know what I was doing. Something felt true. Something was calling me. And fortunately I was, I was financially able to then go and book a month trip to India. I was studying Reiki with a great Reiki master, then started doing yoga, studying yoga. And I was meant to be there for four weeks, but I ended up staying and just extending the trip because I knew that if I kind of went back, 
I was going to get sucked back into the matrix. I wasn't strong enough. Like the structures in my life, all the friendships, all the addictions, they were all still there. And I knew I wasn't, I wasn't anywhere near ready to go back to that. So I traveled India, traveled Nepal, and then I had a trip booked to South America, which I actually booked on the night of doing that full moon meditation in the garden in Sicily, asking to let go of my old life and manifest a new one. And then I found myself here um, about five years ago, or thereabouts, I probably actually should count again, but it's about five, <laughs> over five years ago that I found myself in Peru studying in the Amazon rainforest in the Shipibo tradition, learning from indigenous wisdom and plant spirit teachings uh, on how to hold ayahuasca ceremony, how to facilitate uh, safely shamanically ayahuasca ceremonies. And then I continued an apprenticeship studying and working here over the last uh, over the last five years or so. And, you know, kind of midway through that, I met my now, well, it was probably about a year and a half into that being in Peru, or maybe about a year, actually. Met my beautiful wife, Jamie, who came to me in the middle of the jungle, when I just kind of like three weeks before or something like this, renounced renounced the fact that I might ever find a partner, just kind of accepted (laughs) the idea that I would be celibate, that I'm working working in the jungle. How the heck is anything going to find me here? And then magically, my wife, Jamie, turns up to to study uh, in the same in the same group. And we fell in love straight away. And went on this roller coaster whirlwind ride of helping people, uh, facilitating ayahuasca retreats, and then eventually, after a period of time, recognizing that the truth for us is to really—we both had our own companies before. We both been—we're both Capricorns, which kind of helps, and we we kind of know how to to be proactive and work. And the beliefs that the 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 trauma-informed care, the way that we work, the way that we empower people to multidimensionally connect to spirit and to recognize the truth of they, who they are is just something that we found was really wanting to come through us in a way that wasn't really fitting into another organization. The way that other people were doing things wasn't a fit for us anymore, although it was a great foundation and, and uh, fertile ground for that evolution and training. It was then time for us to leave the nest and start our own company, Casa Galactica, which we started just over three years ago on the 14th of February, which was a coincidence, it seems, but it, we, <laughs> we joke about this being a love letter to ourselves and service right. to others. And now we're based here in the Sacred Valley of Peru, which is near, um, we're in a little town called Pisac. I'm actually in one of the rooms from our retreat center at the minute, because as I mentioned, we're we're varnishing the floor in our house. So I had, we kind of moved over here. So this is one of the rooms from our retreat center. We have a four person retreat center here and it's absolutely beautiful. We work with people one-on-one. We work with people in small four-person ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats. And we have a whole host of online channeling sessions, intuitive readings and trauma healing sessions, which you can all find out more about that at casagalactica.com. Man, I tell you what, a whole bunch happened right there. <laughs> yep. I mean, but what a life. I mean, and you're still living it and and growing and improving. What do you attribute the what I would see my own experience, the increase in people wanting to explore alternative medicine in their life. I mean, I think there's that there's the saying, isn't there? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. Well, maybe something's broke and people want to fix something in a different way because the way that things are working or have been working traditionally, is just, it's not really, it's not really matching the pace and the evolution, which we're going through as a species right now. Uh, the way that people are coming more into awareness of, of mental health, you know, 
podcasts such as yourself and connecting with other people and starting that conversation about mental health, about spiritual evolution, things that, you know, 30 years ago, you'd kind of have to go to a, a Buddhist temple in the right. Himalayas to kind of get access to that. So I think one is that there's just the way that things have been being done, the kind of cracks are starting to show that that's the systems that are supporting us have not really been supporting us in the way that they said they've been doing. And therefore the institutions, the healthcare institutions, while still are valid and have a great place in our, in our experience, it's just not the only way. Right. And it's that holistic approach where people are now starting to recognize and realize that physical, emotional, and spiritual symptoms that arise are not going to be healed by plastering on band-aids or numbing them in my sense in case it was self-medicating right. in many other cases. And I'm not saying that everyone's story is similar to mine. But we have, uh, you know, we've had the opioid crisis. Right. We have now a lot of different antidepressants, which the the the, the side effects is a laundry list of side effects. And again, I just want to have a disclaimer. I think that the antidepressants, while it's used in the right set and setting, as a temporary solution to help people numb the symptoms or kind of create an equilibrium, whilst the root cause is healed, can be very beneficial. But it's not a solution. It's not a long term right. solution just to start taking pills in this way. So. What I really think is that there's an energy of consciousness moving through Earth right now, which is kind of saying the train is the train has left the station, <laughs> and here here's the different tools available to you to you to start really accelerating and catalyzing the the journey of your life because everyone here has different experiences, different stories, different different passions to share with each other, and I think we're starting to wake up from this point where, and I can speak this in my own life, when once I started healing trauma, I thought my whole life was going to be healing trauma. It was just it was just unfathomable that it might be anything else. But right. I can speak for my own self after kind of coming out the other side for the most part. I'm actually starting to realize and recognize the eternal, infinite beauty of the universe and humanity and the connection that's like found even through all the darkness that's here, the coming together of, of us moving from third to fourth entity. It's really exciting time. So I think that ayahuasca and other alternative healing modalities whichever ones resonate for you alongside trauma-informed healing therapies can be a great benefit for us to choosing to live from the truth of who we are because it becomes a choice when we have these different modalities available to us and we have these different support groups and we have these different also many different free resources on some level as we change from that stepping out of the victim mentality into being empowered which is i've spent plenty of time in the victim mentality i'm not saying that i, I know what that's right. like nothing wrong with it it's just that there's a, it ultimately becomes a choice and being informed with podcasts such as this and all the great work that you're doing darian really helps people Thank to you. be able to choose something that they really prefer so thanks so much for having me and thanks so much yeah. for all the work that you're doing thank you I, i'm i'm a big proponent of plant medicine, huge pro proponent of it. Whenever I can, I get anyone who is a huge advocate for that on my show. And I think that what's happening is I'm seeing, I'm getting more and more guests who are willing to talk about this. And I, I just think it's incredibly important uh, because if you, if you, many people have preconceived notions about things that would be, cons that um, larger entities would consider to be uh, harmful drugs or schedule one based drugs based off of what they've been, you know, um, classified as. And I think it's important to break down this stigma. You know, you only know what you know. Most people know what the, what's been told to them. So I think what's interesting is for you to break down maybe the experience of 
and everybody has different experiences. I had an incredible experience different than others. But what, what, were, what are some misconceptions that people may have about plant-based medicine um, based off of what they've been hearing kind of in the mainstream or the past, you know, uh, information? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. And I want to bring attention to one podcast that I was actually approached about to go on. And it was quite interesting that they approached me and then I told them about what we were doing. And then they said, oh, we can't really promote you doing drugs. <laughs> so I said, I said, sorry. And I was, I was really taken aback and I could just, I kind of just tuned into it for a moment because yeah. I was just like, okay, I, I really thought that we'd move beyond that stigma. And I think that might be the world that I kind of live in, living in Peru, where yeah. ayahuasca is is completely legal. That's one of the reasons why we're here. That's one of the main reasons why we're here is that people can come and work with us in ayahuasca in a hundred percent legal way, zero risk in the sense of of legality or anything like that. So it kind of comes back to the Reagan era, I, I think, and the and the war on drugs yeah. and the way that that has still infiltrated society and the way that that minorities have been marginalized and, and, and drugs and those laws have then been used as a way to incarcerate innocent individuals from just using plant medicines because what's well, like, you know, in situations where there may be absolutely systemic racial injustice and trauma going out throughout the whole planet and the whole of society, and then people self-medicating to be able to have a kind of, you know, a break from it, a break from that kind of the injustice. And across many different ways, now that the plant medicines have then been seen as a way to, you know, then work against, okay, then there's the kind of like the hippies. And then there's the situations, right. of, okay, we don't want people thinking for themselves too much, that we're going to kind of <laughs> outlaw that. And it's, you know, yeah. it's a real big threat to the system. It's a really big threat to the system. It's a big threat to the institutions. It's a big threat to the old society, which is already crumbling. It's kind of like, you can't pick it up right now. That's it's right. like, it's the, the momentum's going too far. Too many of the Jenga blocks at the bottom have been That's taken exactly out. You can't right. rebuild that, you know? <laughs> so it's moving and it's moving, it's moving. But there's still a generation. It's still, it's so subconscious. It's just like, it's like in the matrix when they look at the lady in red and the programming from these institutions have then caused each other to turn on each other in this way and then say, oh, drugs are bad. This is bad. This is bad. And what's really happened in the plant medicine movement is due to misinformation and disinformation, plant medicines are now kind of put into the idea and people, some people see plant medicines the same as crystal meth or something like that. And there's just really no, there's really no dis, the, uh, differentiation between yeah. that because ayahuasca, the DMT uh, contained within ayahuasca is a schedule one drug. So people see a schedule one drug and they see a schedule one drug and they see another schedule one drug which one might be having absolutely really detrimental effects to local communities, families, and situations. Again, no, through no fault in many cases, just people being a product of the system in this right. sense. And then it's being said, okay, now if you're going to take plant medicines, you're the same as this misinformation that we've put out over the last 30, 40 years, showing people being arrested, showing this kind of like really just negative view that's been created through propaganda in the media, and then bunching plant medicines together with that. So, people who are breaking out of the system and maybe start to think of plant medicines, one of the first reservations can be, I don't want to do an illegal drug. I don't want to get in trouble. So bring it back to where we are in Peru. You're not doing an illegal drug. You're doing a sacred plant medicine. You're using a sacred plant medicine in a ceremonial setting with the intention when you work with us to heal and evolve. 
Like if someone's setting the intention to heal and evolve or to gain spiritual awareness, to see the unconscious, to break free from limiting patterns and beliefs and being moved through PTSD, trauma and abuse, find compassion and love to bring that to our local communities, to our societies, to help us transform the generational ancestral trauma, the karmic trauma we've come into. How can that be illegal? Right. I mean, how can that, I don't know how anyone could ever think that would be a bad thing. But, you know, I was one of those people for a very long time. I, I, I used to think stuff like that was uh, forbidden. It was not good for you. This was maybe like 10 years ago. But I, I really broke down. So I really need, if I want to know about anything, I need to actually confront anything that I think a certain thing about and learn about it. And the more I learned, the more I was like, okay, I've been told something false. Like yes. it was just too undeniable. And then when I had uh, a guided experience in psychedelic experience, then I, it was like, wow, okay. This, the people who are saying this is not good, they haven't done this. <laughs> they, they've definitely never done it. Because if you've done it, you definitely don't think about it in this way. You know? Yeah. So I think, I think that's, that's beautiful you sharing that. And I think to kind of maybe talk to the listeners in a slightly different way, you know, it kind of in the fifties, if, if someone was going to a therapist and talking about mental health, it would be stigmatized of there's right. something wrong with that person. And now kind of thankfully where we're at, people are recognizing, okay, great. Talking about emotions and healing in this yes. way is really beneficial. And then you can also look at like yoga or different yeah. kind of spiritual experiences, which weren't, were kind of more like, like in the background and are now being way more accessible. You kind of go down wherever city you are, you can get a yoga class and it's yeah. not, you don't have to be this uber spiritual person to benefit from yoga. So it's becoming accessible in this way. Now the pitfalls, what I might say is that when people are, for instance, if you were just going to a gym, and you were just like, great, I'm going to go to the gym. I have no experience going to the gym. Yeah. And I'm just going to go and try and lift 250 pounds. And then you kind of like drop the weights on your <laughs> neck. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, right. what am I doing? This is this is a silly idea. You kind of have that person there spotting you. It's helping you until you kind of recognize how you're able to work in this way. And with the, with the, with the, with the weights in the gym and mm -hmm. now using that analogy to, to plant medicine. So for us, we're trauma-informed, traditionally playing, tr traditionally trained plant spirit healers, which means that we take into consideration and account that people may have repressed undiagnosed trauma that may arise in these settings that we're able to treat you in a way and it guide you through that experience that should something deep and dark arise into the experience, it's not re-traumatizing. It's that being released from the being so that it no longer needs to be unconsciously expressed right. in your life, your work and your relationships. Now, what can happen is you kind of heard about people having a bad acid trip or mm -hmm. having a bad mushroom trip and things like right. this. Our experience is that one, taking these medicines, plant medicines, such as ayahuasca, and we work with ayahuasca in a ceremonial setting creates a safe optimum environment for people to heal and evolve. Mm -hmm. So there's a container which is created so that you're able to sit safely in that space to allow emotions to arise. If you're not in that container, it's a very different experience, which is why perhaps when you're going out and taking drugs in a, in a nightclub, there's many different energies around that right. might be attracted to the trauma that you're experiencing. Or if you're taking mushrooms at a festival and these types of experiences, I've gone back through my own multidimensional plant spirit experiences and seen where negative energies have kind of been around my body and being 
through taking that in an uncontrolled environment. Now, that's not to scare anyone, to say that anyone who's done this experience is, is uh, or not taken things in a ceremonial setting has done anything negative. It's just to be aware that right. as you're going to a hospital, if you're going to a hospital, you would go to an operating theater, which is clean, it's sanitized, it's ready, the lights are all there, all the tools which are needed for that transformation are there. Now, you're not necessarily going to go and do that in an environment like a, a war zone where you might have had a medic working right. in a situation where it's, it's obviously it's more of a different situation. So you can just kind of see the difference in type of environment, what we want to create. We want to create the optimum environment for healing. Yes. So the experience of ayahuasca in itself, once we've got that container, once we've got the set and the setting, once we have the trauma informed care, once you have all the awarenesses, all the information, just like if you were going for an operation at your local hospital and someone's like, Hey, we want to take your tooth out. You get a pamphlet would say, Hey, you're going to take, we're going to take your tooth out. We're going to, we're going to be giving you this anesthetic. These are kind of the risks. This is what the benefits. This is how we're going to deal with you. If you need help, this is how we're going to help you. This is what the aftercare is going to be like. When you go home, we're going to give you this kind of um, solution that you're going to put in your mouth and that's going to help you integrate that experience. So you have everything for the complete preparation through to the experience being handheld through that process. If you need to going through to that experience, then of then having that integrative experience and then just using the analogy of the tooth, that tooth is no longer hurting. And even though that process might have been uncomfortable because I'm not really sure that even yeah. dentists like going to the dentist. So it's just, <laughs> Probably just, not. Man. It's just, just joking. It's just, I've got my, for my own self, my, my jaw doesn't open pro fully. So oh, every time I go to the dentist, it's like, I've got, I've got another tooth that should be kind of taken out the back. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, it's uncomfortable, but I right. know that when I am going to go and do that, that's going to assist me. It's not going to, it's not going to hurt. It's going to just move. It's just an old wisdom teeth that needs to be taken out eventually. So we go through that experience in a plant medicine experience where we really extract and heal at the root level, like a kind of a root canal. You can might think of, we, we heal that at the root level so that you can kind of heal from that root cause and then no longer need to experience suffering in the day-to-day -day basis. So I just think I'm just going to pause there because I think I've just talked for a long time. It's okay. Now it's, you know what I've learned doing this? I love listening to people because people have a lot to say about their experiences and their story. One of the things I was thinking of, though, I was like, I wonder, you know, everything reaches like a critical mass point where it's like, OK, there's acceptance of something. And I think w this will happen with plant medicine. I truly believe it will become very widely accepted. I'm not sure when that is, but. Do you ever think what do you worry about maybe like pharmaceutical companies or big corporate trying to take control of this type of medicine at some point? Um, there's a there's a story that comes up that's that's, that's um, told to me by someone who practices Cambo, uh, which is a Amazonian frog medicine, right. which is a purgative that can help heal many different conditions. And you take it and you uh, end up purging, throwing up, going to the toilet, diarrheaing, and it cleans your system out, the lymphatic system right. greatly. Now, this is known about in the Amazon rainforest, and there's many different peptides within this, the Cambo uh, medicine, and they've tried to isolate those peptides, but it doesn't work in the same way. Hmm. So it doesn't work in the same way. Why doesn't it work? It's because the essence of the spirit the spirit of the medicines cannot be synthetically created. It mm. cannot be 
put into a box and create the chemical analogs as i mentioned from my chemistry degree those can be synthetically created but there's something fundamentally missing from that which is the consciousness of the of the plant medicine so in terms of when we're working with a plant medicine yes you can kind of get analogs of different things which are created which may have similar effects in the body but multidimensionally they will not work in the same way because that component is missing now at the same sense if any of these plant medicines which basically most pharmaceuticals in many ways have been taken from amazonian plant medicines in different ways if there are analogs of different medicines which can be beneficial for people if they're in a prescription format then great that's fantastic but in terms of the multidimensional healing aspect that's not something that can be bottled and sold you ever think about um well i'm sure you think about it but i was thinking maybe something else the importance of ceremony. I've talked to a few people about this, and this is one of the things that I think is critically important with plant medicine. But also, I correlated to just life in general that we, in many ways, have forgot ceremony and a lot of different aspects in life. And that I feel like plant medicine, the participation of it, is a, is a, is a way to bring ceremony back into our life. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, absolutely. It's a beautiful question. Ceremony is ceremony is is so important. We work with plant medicines in a ceremonial setting, which really creates an opening of the space. Yeah. It creates a safe, energetic presence, and then it has a closing to that, which within that container is where the healing and evolution occurs. Just like as we're saying in the the analogy of going into the operating theater, mm -hmm. the plants are doctors. They're multidimensional doctors, which which go in, help heal the negative thoughts, negative energies, the mind, the body, the spirit, trauma, sadness. So in that container that occurs. And then when you are able to hold that space in a ceremonial setting, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a great rock ballad or something. It has like yeah. a, a beginning, a middle and an ending. <laughs> and you kind of have the opening going into those multidimensional worlds. You have the cleaning and at the end, you have the, the healing and then at the end, then you have the kind of washing down and the kind of sealing in. And that's how a ceremony always works. So there's different phases and these ceremonies are held in the way that we do singing Shipibo Ikaros and other healing songs, which then communicate and connect with spirit to be able to create the environment, the optimum environment for that healing to occur. So one you're able to see the benefit of being in a ceremony when you can experience this ceremony and it might perhaps it might be a sweat lodge it might be something else right. it might be a cacao ceremony it might be something else when you can see the benefit of coming to a space with a certain intention to heal and evolve and you show up to be with yourself there fundamentally things transform and change so as we begin to apply that same methodology to life when we start to recognize that life is a ceremony and the question is really what is our intention for being here what mm. is our intention for the ceremony of this incarnation and as we begin to breathe into that we can recognize the awareness of the infinite consciousness that's available to each and every one of us which is our in fact our very being so for me one of the best ways to be able to see life as a ceremony is just connecting first thing in the morning with a short meditation and just kind of breathing into the intention just sending out that prayer that gratitude that the whatever it is for me to heal and evolve in that day to be of service to others may present itself and that i may be consciously aware of that to help facilitate that change in myself and others you know we talked a little bit about um kind of the rise of plant medicine and why why maybe 
what do we attribute more why people are into that but i want to ask the same thing about in conjunction with that with spirituality and it seems like there's a much larger interest in spirituality as a whole uh than i've ever seen in my existence here on on this planet what do you attribute that to I think it's it's the the river of consciousness, the stream of mm. consciousness that's just running through. Now, plant medicine being one aspect of consciousness and spirituality, but there being many different rivers from many different mountains running down, connecting to the same infinite ocean. So whichever way people want to connect to that infinite consciousness, there's many different ways. And perhaps, you know, for that person who was talking to me about a podcast, podcast and was just like, plant medicines are illegal, it's clear that that wasn't, that wasn't the right stream of consciousness mm. to take that person back to the river, uh, back to the ocean, sorry. Right. So whether it be meditation, whether it be trauma-informed care, whether it be uh, healing sessions, whether it be Reiki, whatever it might be for you, there's so many different ways for us to, to go back. All paths lead to one. So I think really any great change that occurs is because of a great upset in one sense, a great imbalance and I think that we're becoming more and more aware of the great imbalances within ourselves, within our earth, within our societies, and spirituality being a big stepping stone for us to come back into equilibrium with ourselves, the environment, and each other. Well, it's powerful. I love that. You know, you've done this a few times, Michael. <laughs> I mean, I've always been a pretty spiritual person my entire life. And I feel like, you know, these experiences that I've had with plant medicine have just just more of been a confirmation for me versus an awakening to spirituality. Um, but, you know, my thing and sharing for me, like I had a real block for nature. Like I didn't care about nature at all before my first experience. I just like my wife was always intuitively into it. And I was like, I don't understand that this whole nature thing. And then we're like, after that, it was like all nature. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I love awesome. nature. I understood my place in nature. And I think that that's, I look at that as kind of like we often feel very lost in our existence. And if you're listen, if you listen to this, think about a plant medicine that could help you create steps to feeling found and feeling more grounded. Who thinks that's bad? <laughs> like if you ever, right. I mean, yeah. no one would tell you if they explained it the way you explained it, whatever I said that, yeah, that's really bad. Like, I think it's just exposure. People, more people need to be exposed to this. And so what you're doing is, is incredible. Honestly, it's like in, absolutely incredible. I'm inspired by people like you and your wife, Jamie, you're doing this. So tell me a little bit about where you see this going. I mean, you started this three years ago. But what's the vision, the plan you have in your mind? Well, firstly, thank you again for your kind words. Could I just before we move on to the next topic, can I ask you what changed with plant medicines and your connection to nature? Because I just I can I can feel that yeah. that beauty in your I can just feel that opening and awakening. But just think just maybe yeah. just perhaps useful to share about what it was that oh, you felt that changed. I loved, you know, I I think for me it's like I was in the desert in Las Vegas, Red Rock Canyon, beautiful place. I wanted to have a great setting that I always loved going to, awesome guide. I think for me, I felt the planet for the first time. And I was like, I, you know, I had always heard of like the term tree huggers and, you know, this whole hippie mm -hmm. stuff. I was like, oh, that's just weird, you know. 
But like that term actually made sense to me afterwards. Like that feeling somewhat have is like, I'm hugging a tree, I'm touching the ground. This spirituality of the planet made sense when I put my hand into the ground and the dirt and I saw, I saw the veins of the planet grab me. It was very gentle, but I knew that the earth was actually alive at that point. That's when I, had, I knew it. All the rocks are living. Everything's alive. Everything. And uh, wow. that was such a powerful moment for me. It just changed the way I looked at taking care of the planet and, and being a part of this. And I felt really small. I felt really small in comparison to um, the universe. And it just it humbled me. It humbled me to nature and the power of that. So that, I think, just it, it caused me to move. Honestly, my family moved to Washington State. You know, we're very nature centered. It caused me to, like, not care about talking about these things on a podcast. Like, I never apologize for this. I put it out and I tell people, I don't care if you judge me for my experiences. This needs to get out. You can deal with your stuff. I'm telling you, this is like, believe me. I, and I think people like yourself, like me, and other people who have been very successful, it's important for people to see that because I think people often associate these type of um, medicines that we call medicine, they call drugs, as low-life people, as losers, or that it, it must be something really wrong with the person to do this. We have to break that stigma that people have about that. You know? Wow, that's so beautiful. I Thank can you. just feel you there, just like reaching. Yeah, to the I'm going, earth. man. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. It's, that's so awesome, and you can't unsee that. You can't, you can't unfeel unsee that. it. It's the most clear thing I see on a daily basis. You know, how you forget certain things. It's like, oh man, that was a long time ago. I can never forget that. I see every second, every moment, every day. It's that's a powerful memory. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing yeah. that with us and everyone. And I'll answer your question. Um, I'll segue into that. Just a quick uh, comment about one of my similar experiences. When I would, first was in the ayahuasca experiences in that first retreat, I saw myself zooming out from the planet and I saw that the whole energy of the planet, similar to what you're saying, which is all connected. It looks like when you see a picture of the planet at night and all the lights. Yeah, all yeah, connected. that's exactly and I saw right. It go out yeah i saw it go <laughs> out to like to go out to the solar system and out to the universe and out to the oneness and i that was that was the point that i said before when i recognized every time i drink every time i smoke every time i do do like the drugs in a recreational setting and, and, and numb myself and i'm abandoning myself and the reason why i'm here and that's so strong that, that i couldn't look back from that and that was when i ended up going on this kind of spiritual journey that i've been on because i knew that was true and every part of my kind of personality that I was kind of aware of before would completely say that that was untrue. There's no logic. There's no reason in any of the things that I would see, but there's just a knowing that comes through when you connect to that oneness. That's not logical. It's not rational. It's just, it's beyond thought. It's yeah. beyond description. It's just, I am, it's just am. the truth. And when we get into that, that's when we start activating our own soul blueprints and sharing that magic with each other so we can help each other awaken and come home to the truth of who we are. Mm. So segueing into that being real purpose of what we're doing here at Casa Galactica is to help people awaken. We're, help, we're here to help people come home to the truth of who you are. 
We're here to help you recognize that all the answers that you seek are within you. Everything that you've ever needed will always be within you. And allowing you to recognize that is so powerful as it has been in our own lives. So we help people transform trauma and through spiritual awakening, learn how to connect with multidimensional beings, their, their infinite self, and use that in service to all to help others heal and grow. So where we're heading in that is we're really excited about our ayahuasca retreats, our 10 day ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats, which we have, we're doing our next round of retreats, which is kind of coming out after the pandemic, moved our location to the sacred Valley. And these are our most intimate four person uh, retreats to date, where we combine trauma informed care, channeling one-on-one -on -one sessions, different workshops, a whole host of different activities and alternative plant medicines, which are helped to heal the mind, body, and spirit alongside four ayahuasca ceremonies. So we're really, we're really getting in the groove with this. Um, we're just at the moment finishing off on a few things with our, with our new retreat center. And we're absolutely excited to connect with people in this way. So we just see this continuing to grow in the more that we heal our own selves, the more that we continue to have our own awareness of the truth of who we are, that continues to inform the way that we work. And our intention is always to break free from limitation, to break free from the, the traps of the mind and to be able to clearly communicate and channel information and, and, and energetic transmissions to help people heal and evolve. So for right now, we're, we're really content where we are being, being here in the sacred Valley of Peru. In terms of where we go in the kind of the long-term future, I guess a lot of that will depend on how some of the laws and things go on mm -hmm. around the world. You know, if, if we were here 10 years time and where the fruits of some of this conversation is where it's widely accepted and the Western world is ready to accept the work that we do into the heart of that, then I'm sure that we would find, we'd find a way to be in that area of the world as well. My wife, Jamie, she's from Oklahoma. Okay. So we'll be taking, so we'll be taking some trips back to the States just for holidays. But for now we have to keep all of our work in Peru. So yeah, as that Oklahoma's not having it right now, I'll tell you that right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we will, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And um, ultimately I feel like where our hearts are going and it's kind of been revealing to us just bit by bit is just more. It feels like having a, you know, a connection with others on some land, and having a retreat center, maybe shared with some others, just continuing to grow and evolve. And we're always open to people who want to connect with us and contribute to our visions and dreams. And we just, we just really have a great deep faith into what we're doing. And just ask anyone who's interested in connecting with us, you feel like it resonates with us, yeah. with you, please just, you know, just check out our website, feel free to contact us for a, a free consultation. And also, on our website, we have a, a newsletter subscribe button where you can subscribe and you're just going to get a whole bunch of stuff in your inbox straight away without spending a penny. It's going to help you heal and evolve from home. You can do a five hour online trauma healing workshop, which will be straight into your inbox. And then you'll be able to start working with that straight away in your life right now at home without needing to take any plant medicines. We've got a free handbook to help you start strengthening your intuition. And we give you 20% off your first session with us. So you can just go there. If you like that, just go and subscribe to that. And then we'll keep you up to date with all the type of work that we're doing as it continues to, to evolve with us and the planet. I think it's amazing. And actually kind of on where I'm at in the country, in the US, where there's been a huge amount of breakthroughs in um, decriminalization of plant medicine. And I think, in mm -hmm. fact, in Oregon, in the last uh, political elections, like ballots, 
it's been decriminalized and there's within two years, there's going to be psychedelic centers, um, um, clinics and things of that nature. Very exciting. It's mm -hmm. just the tip of the iceberg. So I think the work you're doing actually may be able to penetrate certain parts of the Western world sooner than you think, potentially. Obviously, that's an incredible setting where you're at, but there's some really cool places, too, in different parts of the world, obviously, uh, to do that. Michael, I thank you, and uh, I haven't met your wife, Jamie, but thank you for both you and Jamie doing this work. Seriously, it's, it's healing work. It's important work. Don't you want to know yourself better? I mean, like, <laughs> knowing yourself is one of the greatest journeys of your life, is knowing who you are, you know? And I think what's interesting, too, is like, You've had an experience and many experiences. I've had experiences and we change, but we, I think it's important to point out we don't all change and do the same stuff afterwards. It's not exactly. like you're going to change and then, oh, you're going to just become and go live in the woods or you're going to go live off the grid in the country. No, no. Everybody has different experiences. It's just learning about yourself. So I mean, thank you so much for all you do. I know you mentioned about uh, the stuff you get in the inbox. Anything else that you can tell people to connect with you would be awesome. Yeah, I think just visit our visit our website, casagalactica.com. We have everything there. You can go to the growth portal as well, where we have other podcasts and interviews where both my wife and and I talk about different topics about plant medicine. So if you like want to learn more about the alternative healing modalities that we do, please, please feel free to do so. And also just recognize we have a whole host of online sessions as well that you can begin to work with us and connect with. So it's, it's all on our website. If you have any questions at all, just reach out to us. There's a contact us button. There is a free consultation button. Just make use of us. We love connecting with people. We're human beings. We just live in Peru and we're on the other side of the, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Michael, it's been a pleasure, seriously, uh, chatting with you and uh, keep on doing awesome work. Thanks so much, Darian. Thanks so much to the listeners. Absolutely beautiful podcast and just really grateful for all the work bringing these conversations to people. And I know that you're an integral part of that shift and change What you're talking about. You live your truth. You can see that and it's in your heart and your vibration, just sharing it out Thank in the you. world. So great. And perhaps we'll have a conversation face to the face one day in Washington, D.C. That'll be nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Michael. Have an awesome rest yeah. of your day. You too.